0: Welcome to the official podcast of the English Montreal School Board Holocaust Education Program supported by a grant from the Jewish Community Foundation of Montreal for the 2022-23 academic year. Here are your hosts, Mark Bergman and Elian Goldstein.
1: Welcome to another episode as Secondary Five students at Lester B. Pearson High School in Montreal North have been engaged in a learning process where understanding our history, developing both empathy and compassion, as well as empowerment for the future, have been their objectives. This learning path began with a novel study of the memoir Nights by Ellie Wiesel, which was read by Lester B. Pearson High School students in Mrs. Panora Saramentis' Secondary Five English classes. They also visited the Montreal Holocaust Museum, And we'll talk more about that right now with Christina Baronello. She's a student in Sec. 5 at Lester B. Pearson High School, as well as Sienna Porco. And their teacher, Miss Sarametis, joins us now as well. And maybe give us some context first and tell us what your students learned about the Holocaust prior to your visit.
2: So prior to the uh, visit to the museum, we were studying the memoir Night by Elie Wiesel, which is a testimonial to his time in the the, uh, concentration camps. And so, uh, the students were introduced to ideas of scapegoating, to ideas of, um, injustice and survival instinct, uh, what it takes to survive in, in situations like that, but also the, the idea of human cruelty, uh, and human goodness all at once. Um, and so the, the, the classic battles in life as, as in fiction between, uh, darkness and light and how as human beings we have to strive to survive Um, and search for the light, for the light, even in the darkest of, of situations. Um, there was much more in terms of our discussion, especially in terms of talking about how the, the darkest of us are the ones who are indifferent to the, the suffering and the plight of others. Um, and so the real message I want to get across is that these events in, in our history, the genocides that have happened throughout history, the, the Greek genocide, the Armenian genocide, Cambodia, uh, the Holocaust, all of the uh, Rwandan genocide, all of these, uh, show us how cruel human beings can be towards one another. And the cruelest among us are the ones who just stand by and do nothing, even though we think that by doing nothing, we're not contributing to the problem. We are actually exacerbating the situation, and telling people that we don't care about them.
1: Mm. I'll I'll throw this by either Christina or Sienna. How can we take those lessons and apply it to today's world?
0: Well, there are a lot of communities that still suffer to this day, not necessarily by genocide, but by smaller forms of oppression. Like the Black Lives Matter movement would be a good example because the people that are standing by and doing nothing and not standing up for those rights are helping the oppressor and not the oppressed.
1: And how can individuals uh, learn from from that as well? When you know when we see uh, acts of racism and intolerance on the streets,
0: well, we can learn that the only way to actually make progress is to take action. So, staying silent not only will it help the oppressor, but it won't actually make any movement forward.
1: Christina, there was something that struck you, uh, particularly when learning about the Holocaust and the faith of some Jews who were in the Holocaust. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah. So this is more of a religious aspect in terms of their faith in God. Uh, A lot of them uh, were participating in fasting because it was part of their religion, but a lot of them had also lost faith in God. So what struck me was the vast difference in the ways that people continue to or stopped following their religion and following God. Um, The Holocaust changed uh, the, the way a lot of them saw God and, uh, It was really interesting to see the different perspectives. Some tried to get closer to him and some became more angry and tried to move away from God. Like Ellie Wiesel said that he refused to fast at a time like this because he could not comprehend how God could do that to them.
1: Hmm. Sienna, can you talk to me a bit about the strength and perseverance of of the Jewish people throughout the Holocaust times and what they went through?
3: Um, Basically, no matter what was thrown at them, they always pushed through like in the novel, um, not, not the memoir that we read. Um, Eli Weisel was talking about um, a memory that he had from one when they were going from one concentration camp to the uh, to the next they had to run and if they stopped running they would be killed Um, so despite their thirst and how tired they were and how they wanted to stop they continued to fight to stay alive to put it in my if I was there it's sad to say but I wouldn't have been able to um, run for so long with rarely any breaks, little to no water. Um, and I would have stopped fighting, stopped hustling. But the strength that they had wasn't physical because obviously they didn't have that food, water. It was all their mindset. Their mindset is what got them through it. And that's honestly the strength that they that they got.
1: Sienna, had you learned or heard about the Holocaust prior to uh, learning about it this year?
3: Uh, yes, yes, I have.
1: And how much were you, uh, how surprised were you when you learned, you know, specifically this year and after visiting the museum, um, how surprised were you about the atrocities that took place?
3: So before Sec 5, I was introduced to it just uh, briefly that millions of Jews were murdered. Um, But this year we really went into it and I really saw... um, through the, the museum and through the memoir of everything that they've went through. And I was really, really, really shocked, stunned. I was really speechless in the Holocaust museum. I was, I'm very open. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm full of life. And in the museum, I was down. Like I, it was very hard for me to see.
1: Can I ask you what the toughest part was for you to see or hear or, or learn about Sienna?
3: Um, seeing all of the babies, the baby shoes, and uh, the little kids in the book. There was even a part with um, was it in the book or maybe in the, video. In, maybe in the video that we watched in class. There was a part with Oprah and Ellie where there he went to the um, Auschwitz, and there was a what do we think a memorial. There was the memorial with all baby shoes, their their belongings thinking that they would they would get back their luggages I was it was honestly really sad I had to keep in my tears that class it was was bad.
1: Hmm. Uh, Mr. Ramirez uh, I'm curious to know uh, throughout the visits of the museum you know often our our students learn from our teachers but I'm curious if as a teacher there was something that you learned about your visit at the museum.
2: Well, I've been to the museum several times, so there wasn't anything really new uh, in terms of concepts or in terms of ideas. Uh, every time I go, I try to listen to more testimonials and to to listen to uh, more stories that are told in those short uh, clips that are presented. Uh, because I find that it's important to listen for the details of everyone's story because everyone's story is different and everybody's story contributes to uh, the overall memory of uh, that event in, in history that tragic event in history that we know as the holocaust and i i'm always impacted by something different something different always catches my eye in the past it was the um some of the newspaper articles and the propaganda that were put forth by the nazi regime uh, this time what struck me most and i had to stop and look at it was a, a child's jaw that was left behind um and it really um it affected me this time around because i have children who are older and i think back to when they they were younger um mm-hmm. and what toys mean to children how they keep them close and and it's something that is important to them and this uh, doll was left behind and it's it's another indication that innocent lives were lost that small children um lost their lives before they could even begin and so, as I said before, it's not necessarily something new that I've learned, but uh, every time I go there, I I feel saddened and I feel the di- d- different things affect me um, in different ways. And I'll, I'll notice something new. Christina had mentioned to me um, something that I hadn't noticed uh, that about the prisoners, but I'll let her tell you about that. It was a pink triangle.
1: Yeah, let me hear about it, Christina.
2: So I was
0: uh, something that I noticed when we were at the museum was the role that pre-existing systemic oppression played within the camps. So, of course, the Jews were being ostracized from society and put into these camps because they were oppressed. But there were many uh, already marginalized groups within the camps that were even more separated, like the LGBT community were branded with upside down pink triangles to show that they were gay or lesbian which uh, and the women were also treated more poorly in the camps than the men were because of elements like strength so i was really not necessarily fascinated but i was very interested by the role that marginalized groups played in the
1: camp really tough to fathom how uh, something that large an atrocity so large can start from something so small out of out of nowhere right mm-hmm. And how how do we make sure uh, as a society um, that we don't go down that dark road again with any community?
0: I think talking about it is important. I think things like this are good because we discussed in class that if we don't talk about history, if we don't learn from history, it's doomed to repeat itself. Mm -hmm. So people telling their stories at the museums through through the video presentations, people getting their stories out and continuing to share what happened to them is gonna make sure that the memory of the Jews that died live like the memory lives on forever. And that we don't repeat what happened again. But
3: uh, Christina was saying was, was what I was going to say. So that when the survivors die, their testimonies don't die with them, that we have to learn from what they survived through in order for us to really learn. And so they, so that history doesn't repeat itself. Like Christina said, um, this has to be taught in schools because I had prior knowledge to it, but it was very brief. In sec five with Miss Saramanis, we really went in depth and we, it was like we were Ellie. We lived through Ellie and um, especially with all different um, tools that we we've had since he was not indifferent, he didn't stay quiet. He spoke up. He wanted people to learn from it. So that really helped us get a very big and, colorful picture of what happened
0: yeah and through reading the memoir I think instead of uh, I also hadn't really learned about the holocaust at school prior to secondary five which is kind of shocking I had learned about it through pop culture and through social media and things like that and I kind of got you know the facts six million Jews died uh, it was through Nazi Germany things like that but through reading the memoir we really got like the first person perspective of what it was really like to be inside those camps and it was a completely different reality that I could have ever imagined from hearing what I heard online.
3: Yeah.
1: That's amazing. I'm listening to you guys. And um, yeah, I think the one thing that that strikes us all is that of course um, we're at a time right now where a lot of these survivors, uh, many of many have left us already because of their age and the ones Mm -hmm. that are still around will, will, that will, you know, won't be with us for for much longer. Um, And especially me coming from, you know, I'm Jewish and from the Jewish community growing up as a, as a team when i was your age a lot of our grandparents and our friends grandparents were all alive and and they were able to uh the ones that were able to express it because not a lot of them were able to talk about it because it was so painful yeah. but the ones that were able to express it would would tell us in their words uh the harsh reality of what they went through and now that they won't be around for much longer that generation uh mm-hmm. it's important that's you know that their uh that their books um and that their stories live on somehow through through you know teaching our, our students and our future students.
2: Well that's exactly what I was telling the students before we began because the the further away we are from people who've actually been part of that history the the more it seems like it's a myth or it's a story or it's some kind of legend the uh, If you've never met someone who's been in the Holocaust, if you've never seen a Holocaust tattoo, if you've never seen the pain in the faces of those victims, you can not truly understand that. And uh, for me, it's important because I have seen, um, I ha- I've met Holocaust survivors and I've seen those tattoos and I've heard the stories and I've experienced the reticence of some of them to, to speak and the tears that form the corner of their eyes as, as they're struggling to get the words out. And so, I think it's really important to to tell these stories and to make sure that the students know that this is not, th- these are not just stories. these are people's lives.
1: Yeah. My grandfather was a Holocaust survivor, and he was never able to tell us his grandkids or or his daughter, my my mother, uh, word for word exactly what he went. It was too painful for him to to tell us what he went through. Um, and you're right, a lot of people uh, think that it happened so long ago. But it wasn't long uh, at all. And there are still survivors among us. So, Uh, Ms. Saramettes, it's an amazing thing that you're doing, teaching your students. And, of course, the books that they're reading and the stories that you tell, why was it important particularly that the students know about uh, the perils of indifference? And, of course, we alluded to it as we kicked Mm -hmm. off the interview, but maybe you can bring us back to that.
2: Well, one of the things that I try to teach students, whether it's in the context of fiction or nonfiction, um, is the idea that we all are part of this world and that we all have a purpose in life and their purpose can't just be sitting around and consuming YouTube and TikTok. That we have to fight for something greater um, and that there are people who can not fight for themselves Oftentimes, we think that we can't help others because we're outside of the situation, like many did during the Holocaust, they just stood by and watched. We hear stories of ships that were turned away from American soil that went back to Europe, and those people ended up in concentration camps being executed, um, cremated. And those are tragic stories. Those are examples of, of indifference on such a large scale um when we speak of it, the reason that elie Wiesel uh, wrote his story uh became a professor gave lectures uh, across the world and is now world renowned is because he felt that call to testify his life had to have some meaning beyond those camps and he says in the memoir that he doesn't know why he survived he wasn't stronger he wasn't braver he wasn't better than anyone else but from By some miracle, he survived. And so the responsibility lays on his shoulders to lay on his shoulders. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago to tell his story and to make sure that people know that indifference is the worst ill that there could be in this world. That anger is better than indifference because you're showing a reaction to a situation. This is really important to me in my life. Um, It's something that I think um, I've always strived for. I see injustice and and it it pains me to feel helpless and out of control. And the only thing that I can do with my life, I feel, is to serve a greater purpose, which is to teach people that they need to take action against indifference and take action against atrocities wherever and whenever they see them.
1: That's beautiful. Um, Christine and Sienna, even though you're not teachers, uh your students, how how can um either of you or both of you or how can students in general in their in their ways make a difference?
0: Well, I think it's important to uh our generation, the way we tend to raise awareness about issues is through social media.
1: Yeah.
3: So
0: with the things in the past like the Holocaust, though not that far in the past, it, it is important to keep them as alive as possible. So to keep spreading these messages and doing things like this, like this podcast where we're talking about these issues and bringing them forward, continuing to do things like that and to use our voice. Uh, that's one way to keep those past atrocities and their memories alive. But when it comes to today's issues, we tend to use social media a lot. And social media is a great way to disperse a message to a very large audience. So using social media to raise awareness for issues as well could be an extremely good thing to do for our yeah. generation.
3: I would say the same thing. Social media. That's honestly where I learn mo- like a lot um, before getting to class. Um, we're talking about our phones here, everything. So in class, when we were talking about the Holocaust, I would go home, I would scroll on TikTok. My TikTok for you page was the Holocaust and I would learn more and more about it. Um, Honestly, uh, social media is a great tool if you use it properly. Some people don't use it properly and that's when it becomes, it's not beneficial anymore. But if we use it to bring awareness, to keep uh educating the whole world, basically, because everyone is on social media, it would be the, the best way for us to teach our generation.
1: You're so right. Ms. Ceremetis, uh, we're going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah. Anybody have anything else to add?
2: Um, I can't think of anything else. I'd like to thank you for uh, inviting us to speak. I think it's important that we keep speaking about the Holocaust, that we keep speaking about Black Lives Matter, that we keep speaking about the rights of um, LGBTQ uh, and all the rights of marginalized people that uh, need to be seen and heard.